Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Mandy. Oh, I knew I missed it. <laughs> Everyone does. It's Mandy Pod Less Knee, but you can just call me Mandy P because no one knows how to say it, so that's fine. <laughs> let's, let's rock and roll with Mandy P then. So, Mandy, I'm super excited to hear about your uh, your story. What brought you into um, what you're doing now? The marketing, the uh, is it is it ketones? Is that is that part? Yeah, of- I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm so I have a smorgasbord of uh, offerings, I guess you could say, or knowledge, or I don't really know 100%. Um, but I teach uh, women mainly how to lose weight, fix their relationship with food, and just feel better about themselves overall. I use ketogenic principles um, in my practice because I'm very huge on utilizing. Uh, pure therapeutic ketones, drinking your own ketones. So you don't have to do the aggressive diet. And my overall philosophy is the only diet that will work is the one you will do. So um, I just help women more custom, but you, you know, clean foods, intermittent fasting, working on mindset, because all the diet plans in the world will not work if you're not willing to do it. So that is the overall. (laughs) That's a great answer, actually, you know, in and I, I think for me, I've found that that's absolutely the case. If I'm, if I figure out what I want to do. So for right now I'm doing it right now, I'm actually coming off a three day fast. Um, and we did that just to kind of jumpstart our bodies, so on and yep. so forth. Um, and then we do intermittent fasting. So I've, I've heard, first of all, so I, I come from a, a, the school of, you know, eat every two hours. I've been in the health and wellness industry for well over a decade yep. uh, in different industry, in different parts, you know, as a trainer, a nutrition coach, hormone, I owned a hormone replacement therapy uh, clinic, so basically a medical spa. Yep. Uh, so I've got a lot of uh, knowledge with 
the health and fitness industry. And it's really sad that I'm questioning now what, uh, you know, all the things that I've been taught and all the things that I've taught other people, because I know they work because I saw them work. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but the keto stuff is a little bit interesting to me. And I, and the reason I say that is because I've always assumed that keto is very similar to Atkins. Is that right or no? Yes, similar. Um, The whole idea is to get your body into your metabolic state called ketosis. So that just means that your body is um, burning body fat for fuel. So if you think back into nature, when, you know, we were hunting, we were, you know, going through periods of feast or famine, you know, we had to survive somehow to hunt without food, right? So our bodies, uh, whatever you believe, God or otherwise, were created um, perfectly to survive, right? Yes, we've evolved since then, but fundamentally the way our genetics are is to go into ketosis, but we don't go into ketosis because we have cake and candy and bananas and fruit and all the things available to us at large quantities 24 hours a day. So we don't eat the way we're genetically designed to eat. Plus we have processed food and chemicals and all the lies and the stuff on the labels and stuff like that, that we think is good. Cause it says keto on the front. But then if you turn it over and you look at the ingredients, it's actually going to spike your insulin and throw you out of ketosis, even though it's labeled. So we have a lot of things to navigate. Excellent. Okay. So let me pause you right there because you just said something that was really uh, slightly controversial with mm. my wife and I over this <laughs> three day fast. She's so we, she was listening to a doctor. The doctor was saying that anything Sugar-free will spike your insulin, which therefore takes you out of your fast. Does that sound, is that correct as far as you understand? Okay. So I'm going to unpack that. So, and because you had said something interesting, you're like, oh, well, what about this diet or this diet or this diet? So my philosophies on diet are the same as fasting. There's a million and one ways and everything works. Um, Because, you know, you can do a juice cleanse, you can do a detox from Facebook, a social media fast. Fasting essentially means abstaining from. Also diets all work, right? And you know, you can do keto diet, you can drink, eat grapefruits, you can do whatever diet you want. It's all going to work from a fundamental principle of calories in, calories out from a diet perspective. But to answer your question on fasting, what kind of fast are you doing? A dry fast, a cleanse, a juice cleanse, one with pure therapeutic ketones? Are you doing, you know, you have to set the rule. And yeah, of course, from a fundamental scientific standpoint, calories will, I guess, break your fast. But I lead fasts every single month for 60 hours using a kit, a pure therapeutic ketone kit where you drink your ketones. You don't need to wait until your body goes into ketosis. And the reason why it's so effective is because you're not feeling like crap for three days as you're detoxing. The point of fasting is one from a calorie restriction standpoint, but also from an autophagy standpoint, we want our bodies to go into a self-clean mode, which is called autophagy. Again, there's, yes, you, everybody's body's different. Everybody's way of doing it is different. You just have to choose the one that works best for you. Again, I do my 60 hour reboots, but there are times even as a seasoned veteran at doing these reboots or detoxes for 60 hours that I can only do 24 or it's just, you know, it really just depends on what works. I've done the master cleanses. I've done the juice fasts. I've done everything. Have I seen a results 
through all of them? Yeah, absolutely. But do I want to drink maple syrup and lemonade for 10 days to get an effective detox? No, I can do it with my kit that I have for people in 60 hours, what I could get in 10 days. It just really depends on you. I'm what kind of fast are you doing right now? Are you seeing results that you want? Are you getting the out? I guess it really fundamentally comes down to what's the outcome and what are you willing to do? Sure. I know. And I think that really boils down to mindset. You know, like you said, if, if it doesn't matter what the diet is, if you believe the diet's going to work, it's most likely going to work. I mean, right. and if you believe that the diet's not going to work or you're going to fail, then most likely you're going to fail. What I see too is, okay, um, I will take the analogy of driving in, in a car, right? So you want to get to a destination. Let's just use the metaphor that the destination is weight loss, right? So when you're in the car and you're driving the car consciously, you drive straight, right? Well, if it, you can't get pissed off about the fact that you're not at the destination fast enough while you're driving the car because there's just so like, there's a million different ways to get there. Right. But like, you don't just drive the car and then be like, Oh, it's not working. I'm going to go left. And then you, then you're going to like, Oh, well, it's not working. I'm going to go right. I'm going to drive again. And then you, you keep swerving all over the place. You need to stay on your lane and continue to get there you can't make a determination in two, three, four, five weeks if it's working or not, because you haven't stayed on it consistent enough to do it, right? Everyone wants this magical, I need to lose 10 pounds in one day type situation. And then they're just driving all over the place and getting nowhere. So it's frustrating for me as a coach when I see that. And I, that's my job to help people understand that like, you can't one, just say, oh, keto doesn't work or Atkins doesn't work or paleo doesn't work because you've only done it three weeks and then expect to get there. You're literally driving in circles. And that's what I've seen so many people do. And then they blame, shame and justify their way out of the diet because they think it's not working when it's not the diet that's not working. They're not working the diet. Right. So let me ask you a question. What, um, have you, and I agree with you. I, I don't think people stick with their whatever they're doing long enough. Um, because the, the reality is if you do stick it all the way through, most likely you'll get the results. So yeah, let's talk about body dysmorphic disorder. What do you deal with people? Like, do you deal with people with body dysmorphic disorder? Um, full on. No. Um, I, I always recommend to a medical professional. That's not where my area of expertise is. Mine is dealing with the mindset and getting yourself out of stop telling yourself bullshit as to why you can't. And then, uh, you start doing that. So I do a lot of mindset stuff and then, yeah, I do like meal plans and diet and stuff like that. Um, I've said keto forever and yes, I again use pure therapeutic ketones as drinking, but like I ate potatoes and steak last night and it had my best life ever. So, and I'll still get results. Right. So right. I just think it really fundamentally comes down to like what diet you're willing to do, but I do recommend people that are having those types of challenges to really seek professional therapy help. But I think also I could speak on that in terms of like, we're our own worst critics. And we, I've seen people who lose significant amount of weight still see themselves as that fatter person and not what they are now. Um, but it comes down to like self-love and really doing the work on yourself to embrace who you are at whatever size. 
This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. My, so my wife struggles with with body dysmorphic disorder, and, and it comes in different ways. And Absolutely. like it's, I just I didn't even know it was such. A, I didn't even know it was a thing until I met her. Um, and so I, so I, needless to say, I get it first. I get to see it firsthand. Um, okay. So what are your thoughts on, all right. So let me, let me circle back for a second. The key, the, the, uh, it's not, did you call it ketones? You didn't call it ketones. What did you call the thing that you drink that you uh, have? Pure therapeutic ketones, exogenous ketones. So okay. the reason why I say differentiate between pure therapeutic ketones and then exogenous ketones is because there's a million and one exogenous ketones, drinkable ketones um, on the market, but the only ones that I will use are pure therapeutic ketones because they are the bio-identical ketone that your body produces. Um, our company has a patent on those and you would literally need one pack versus an entire jar that you can buy from Walmart. Um, so that's why I just differentiate between that. But yeah, using pure therapeutic ketones gets your body. No, there's a very difference between being in nutritional ketosis, meaning your body's producing its own ketones versus being in ketosis where you have elevated uh, ketones in your blood. So you can drink your pure therapeutic ketones, elevate your blood ketone levels in your body. Your body has no idea if, it, if you produce them or drank them. Um, but they're very two different things. So what I essentially think for faster results is do the keto diet, drink your ketones, stay the course, but stop worrying about whether you are or not in ketosis and actually just drink the ketones and live your life and stop with all the mental like peeing on the stick and pricking your finger and all of that stuff. So just give people the right easy way. Okay. So do you drink this stuff once a day, twice a day? Does it depend on the person? What would you say for somebody that's fat, that, that does intermittent fasting and they fast from 11 AM to 7 PM? Um, to utilize it while they're doing their fasting. Is that when you would do it? You would drink I, it? I, I suggest drinking ketones every single day. It doesn't matter. Everyone overcomplicates that aspect of it too. They're like, I got my box. What do I do? Like, when do I do this? I'm like, just drink them. So you know how you like reach for like a coffee or a Red Bull or like something like that to like stimulate your body because you need fuel. Instead of reaching for the crappy stuff like that, you can reach for a ketone. So I personally started drinking pure therapeutic ketones when I was struggling with um, some inflammatory challenges. I was struggling with chronic fatigue um, and energy and stuff like that. And somebody kept posting like ketones, ketones, ketones. And I was like, yeah, but what does ketosis have to do with anything? But do you ever just do something and you're not really hundred percent sure why you did it? I, um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what these are, but like, and listen, I was broke. Like I, ha I didn't even have the $30 to pay for the five packs. Like it was like, I had to use PayPal credit. Like that's how bad I was. I was living in New York recovering from surgery. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I need to have it for some weird reason. And so I bought it, tried it, took a half pack and like, 
it literally changed my whole entire brain. I was awake. I could walk down the stairs for the first time and one foot in front of the other, not like a grandma. Um, it was an amazing opportunity, amazing thing. And, um, then I just started like just researching and researching and researching. So I absolutely love it because I didn't change anything of my diet for like 30 days, but I still reap the benefits of it. But then I'm like, okay, well, if I really want to mitigate and handle inflammatory challenges, chronic fatigue, lose some weight, build some muscle, I have to start fueling my body. Like I have to meet the product also halfway. Um, so it's good because it allows some flexibility and gives you an insurance policy on doing the ketogenic lifestyle by not having to do the aggressive diet. It also suppresses your appetite. Remember we were talking about feast or famine and um, fasting earlier, or like hunter gatherers, it puts your body into that ketogenic state or into ketosis. So your focus is better. Your energy is better. Um, and it suppresses your appetite. So you're able to do the prolonged fasts. You know, you probably would have a smooth time doing your 72 hour fast that you're on right now. If you drank ketones instead of just doing a complete water fast, because it bridges the gap between when your body actually goes into that ketosis state by getting ketones in your system immediately. So that was the long-winded answer to your question. No, that's good. I, I just didn't. I just didn't know. I, I really didn't know. So that was a great explanation. Um, all right. So now that you've educated me on ketones and yep. ketosis, so to speak, uh, let's talk about you. Let's talk about <laughs> where Mandy came from. Where? How did you get into this? You mentioned some autoimmune disease. You mentioned yep. some gut issues. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I won't keep your audience here for 10 years telling my entire story. Uh, so short, long story, very short. Um, I was 19, just finishing college. I bent down or just finishing college my first semester. I feel like I gained a little quarantine or not quarantine cheese. That's where our brains are programmed right now. <laughs> freshman 15 and the freshman, um, you know, it was just my first year. So me and the boyfriend at the time started going to the gym and, and my knee started to swell up. And then I was like, Oh, this is weird. Um, and mind you, I like never worked out, never really paid attention to my diet, like nothing. Um, so zero knowledge, just the normal, you know, 19 year old bent down in my closet to pick up a shoe and my knee snapped. And I was like, Oh boy, like, what is this? So got back up, luckily was able to walk, was not like an ACL tear. It was a meniscal tear. Went to the orthopedic surgeon, got it fixed through an arthroscopic. It was a minor surgery. Like, okay. And the way they were presenting it to me was like, it's no big deal. It happens a lot. Okay, cool. Well, let's get her done. So had that surgery and then uh, it never healed. So my knee, my left knee literally looked like a cantaloupe for months. And the surgeon was like, oh, well, I fixed it. I, you think I, you have some sort of arthritis that's causing you your inflammation, go see a rheumatologist, which a rheumatologist for those that don't know deals with inflammation, autoimmune issues. So I was bouncing between these two doctors forever. Finally, I just said, F you all both <laughs> found new doctors and, um, redid the meniscal tear surgery again, the following day after that surgery, my entire body swelled up and no one could understand. So left 
and right knee were swollen. My ankles, my whole entire body, like I said, was swollen. So for, I bounced between doctor after doctor after doctor for years. Like I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening have some sort of autoimmune or imbalance or health challenge because it's more common than not at this point um, because of the foods that we eat and because of the way we have our lifestyles and everything like that. That's what I learned later. But so in the midst of all this, I'm just like doctor after doctor from Baltimore to Philadelphia to like, um, God, where else did I go? I don't know. I went to so many doctors and no one could tell me like what was wrong. So finally I just was like, well, F you all, I'm going to just live my best life as best I can and just take Advil. So I did that for a good portion of this 10 year period of trying to figure out what was wrong. Now so, was your, was your swelling still, were you still swollen? Oh uh, yeah. This? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I had, and yes, I've seen doctors or whatever. I was on prednisone. I was on, you know, other medications and things like that. It was just, no one was giving me the ant, like any answers. It was just like, Oh, well, we'll try this or this. And then I'm uh, trying to be a 19, 20, 25 year old living my life with my friends, like basically being robbed of, you know, my twenties. And so that's why I was just like, whatever, I don't really want to do this anymore. But I was in pain every day, popping a bunch of ibuprofens and just not really doing anything. Or I would be like frustrated with myself or the whole situation. And then I would just do some sort of diet, juice cleanse, fasting program to like detoxify your body, but not really, but I was reading blog articles. I wasn't really like getting actual treatment. It was just like educating myself, trying to execute, then getting frustrated because nothing was really working. And then, um, this went on forever, like for a good 10 years. And then, so I would go between eating kale and chicken. Cause that's the quote unquote anti-inflammatory best way, um, to like binge drinking and eating tacos and not giving a shit. So it's just like, I was very like bounced back and forth again, how I said earlier with the metaphor of like, I was just driving the car in the 10 different circles and not getting anywhere. So finally I was living in San Diego at the time and I came home to see my dad and mind you, like my knees were becoming out, my whole body was becoming deformed. So I was walking on my toes, um, with my elbows kind of tucked in, my elbow was frozen. So the joint damage from having systemic inflammatory disease, um, it's severe. Like you literally like start your joints start fusing together. So I, my knees were not functioning, didn't have any range of motion. They were fused together. So I started to walk on my toes while being a server, but mind you, I was a server bartender through this whole time. Um, and I finally went home and my dad was like, you look like shit. And I was like, it's a fair statement. <laughs> like <laughs> full on. I know. Um, because I was avoiding things. My food relationships were horrible. My BMI was so dangerously low. Like I was like, I didn't have like an eating disorder per se, but I had food relationship challenges where I thought everything was like triggering me, um, and triggering the inflammatory issue. Um, but at the end of the day I could eat tacos and then cupcakes and it still would be there. It's systemic inflammation. You need something more aggressive. So once my dad said that to me, I was just like, yeah, you're right. He's like, you need to do like, what's you need to take control of your health because no one's going to fix this for you. 
like, yes, you're seeking doctors. Like, yes, you're trying to like mitigate your stuff, but like, you need a coach, like you need a help, you need help assistance. And my fear was, and the reason why I was avoiding it was so bad is because one, I was fully supporting myself financially. How could I afford insurance living in San Diego, um, on server salary? Like it was just a lot of just fear, I guess, of trying to go down that road again after having like not success in previous attempts and that day like i finally was just like fuck like i need to do something like he's right like i need to do something so i just made it my priority to take control of my health at that moment so i got back to san diego i found a doctor that was an integrative specialist that dealt with diet and used pharmaceuticals um and just different modalities to treat me he literally diagnosed me within 15 minutes he was like i'm pretty sure you have ankylosing spondylitis um, which is just a fancy word for inflammation everywhere. The problem with the diagnosis is that most of the time it presents in men in the back. And last time I checked, I'm a female and it was in my knees. So that's what the discrepancy was. And I have a genetic code in my body that makes me more susceptible to inflammation and um, autoimmune disease. And we figured all of that out within a couple of weeks and got on a treatment plan. And I was able to have... Um, my elbow really like I had joint reconstructive surgery. So I had five surgeries in two years. That was about four years ago. And, um, yeah, I had my elbow released. I had my knees replaced, um, at the same time I had my left knee replacement revised and I had my left knee replacement then manipulated under anesthesia. And then I had an ankle bone spur removed and Achilles lengthening. Um, all within two years. So in the midst, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, and here's the thing I, and everyone's like, everyone has your reaction. Holy shit. What the, how could you even do Like, how did you do that? Like whatever, even the doctors, as I was getting my knees replaced or whatever, they're like, how did you function? I was like, I genuinely don't know. But like, honestly, yes, I've had these challenges. Yes. This sucks. Yes. This is awful to go through. But at the end of the day, like there's a million people that are in a worse off situation than I am. So like, yes, this is my cross. This is my thing that I need to bear, but I did. And I still do like live my best life. Um, so had all these surgeries in the midst between my knee replacements, that lady was posting about ketones. Um, and I was like, I don't really know what this is. Um, and then my treatment plan is to be on an IV medication every six weeks at the time. So I actually missed my IV infusion because I moved and there was paperwork issues or whatever. So I was like full on flared, like could barely walk down the stairs, barely could function while I was recovering from my surgeries, um, waiting for this infusion lady to like finally come to my house and give me the medicine. But in the middle of that period, um, I started to drink the ketones and I actually didn't need the IV medication anymore for six months because I started drinking the ketones and I was like, holy crap, like I've been on this medication for the last year. Like I'm no longer needing it. Like this is insane. So that's what, that's why I believe in the power of ketones. That's why I believe like there's healing benefits. There's been studies, um, of the diet and, uh, 
blocking the inflammatory markers and stuff like that. So there's just real science to it. Like the ketogenic diet, having ketones in your system has been around since the 1920s um, for kids with epilepsy. And it's just now everyone thinks, oh, well, it's the fad, the new fad thing. Well, no, it's not a fad. It's actually been around since so long, but the science is now becoming more mainstream because so many people are trying to do it. And they're starting to realize like, oh, there's real power in having ketones in your system every day. So I had my last surgery, um, while drinking ketones on my ankle and actually did come out of remission. And I'm currently in like a flare type period right now. So do ketones like solve all your medical issues? (laughs) No, but I wasn't able to, and we're still mitigating that, but I have now a team in place to help me mitigate my issues. I have the ability to stay awake for longer than three hours because I'm not chronically fatigued. Um, I work my ass off in the midst of all this. I grew a million dollar a year business. Um, you know, it's just the ketones and drinking them every single day, regardless of the diet has brought me to the point where I'm at. But every time you reach a level, there's a new devil. So that's just where I feel like I'm at. Like, it's okay. I am just in this weird, not so fun period, but I'm still doing the damn thing. I still look at people that are 20 times worse than I am anytime I'm getting into a woe is me victim story. And, you know, I treat myself as best as I can. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess you're long, that's the long story or short, short version of everything. That's that's insane. How many surgeries you've been through. And so you really, and what, and so the guy was correct with the ankles, whatever's, but no, whatever you called it. Ankylosing spondylitis, but I don't even like to claim it. I don't ever say that. Like if you watch any of my videos or whatever, I never say like I have, because I don't like to claim it. Like so many people, and I actually got, um, I, so I always knew that I wanted to help people with health challenges. I always knew from a young age that I couldn't really do a nine to five. I've been fired a bunch of times. Like I never was really good at it. Like I'm not really good at having a boss. Like I'm just not. I am not. So I'm, <laughs> I'm unemployable is what I always say. So it took me, you know, I always knew that I wanted to do that, but in the, like, while I was going through all of my health challenges, I was trying to start a blog and like all of that too. So I do have some transferable skills. I was doing social media marketing while, um, you know, I was recovering. So I was like doing everything from home. So I actually ultimately knew like I needed to be at home because if I needed to do physical therapy or if I needed to go to a doctor or whatever, like, Oh, what am I supposed to say to my boss every couple of days? Oh, sorry. I need medical treatment. Like very hard. So I started freelancing. I started doing that. And then once the peer therapeutic ketones came into my life, there's a business opportunity there that I swore up and down. I was like, I will never do this. I will never do one of those quote unquote things. I will never, no one ever makes any money. It's a pyramid, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I got out of my own way and I had a very tough conversation with the top person in our company. He was like, do you want to help people? Yes or no. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but I just want to be an affiliate. He's like, you are an affiliate. And I was like, Oh, so once I got myself out of my own way in terms of like the business model, I became top 25 retailer of the company. And this is what I do full time. I have a very small team looking for people who want to actually (laughs) run at a higher level, you know, that I'm at, but they know those are very few and far between as well. Um, But the whole thing has just been a crazy wild ride, but I got out of the chronic illness, trying to help specific people 
space because people live there. People are happy fat. People are happy with their autoimmune disease. People are happy. And like, I'm not saying that it's happy day to day, but they create that as part of their identity. And I met like, that's just so mind boggling to me, which then, which to circle back to the body dysmorphia, people create their weight and see themselves as what they were or what they think they are instead of what it actually is. And I struggle with this too. My knees, like, I feel like, cause I have such atrophy on my legs. Like I'm, I don't like my legs. I don't, you know, there, it's just like a whole long story. I have scars and whatever, but like, it was very uncomfortable for me for a really long time to wear shorts because of the way I walked, because I, the way they looked, but I'm building the muscle now and I don't give a shit what people think. Like I just am the way I am. Cause it took like, I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, eventually I'll deal with the, I'll get the inflammatory challenges down. I will, we'll get to the root of it or whatever, because it's a complicated thing. You can't just like take ketones and expect to be miracle. Again, you can't take ketones and expect to lose a hundred pounds, like, or take them for two days and then be like, Oh, it's not working. So it just really is what I teach people is like 1% better every day. How can I do one thing differently today that I didn't do yesterday that compounds over time versus, Oh, I'm going to be on a diet or off a diet. And then there comes that shame and guilt for like not being on, you know? Yes. And I think you're right. I think people, um, I'll just say in general, live where they want to live. They can live in, hey, today's a fucked up day. Or they can live in today's a great day. And you can choose. Guess what? Every single morning you wake up, you get to choose what your day is going to be like. Do I choose great days every day? Absolutely not. No, I had to treat yourself. Uh, fuck everyone day yesterday. I was drinking wine at like four o'clock. My <laughs> sister brought, she, my sister does like, she does Grubhub stuff or like, well, the delivery apps. And she was like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. Today is just a day. Like the internet's on fire about Corona and masks and blah, blah, blah. And I just, no, I don't have good days every day. There's days where I fuck off in my business for three days because I just genuinely can't deal with any more victim mentalities. And like, and that's okay. And you know, the beauty of what we do, Corey, is we get to make the rules. And like, if I want to fuck off for three days because one, my body's flared and whatever, stuff will get done. It's fine. It's all good. Right. I agree. Stop living in that victim. Like I can't deal with it. Like, People are like, oh, well, I can't because I'm like, and I do those posts on purpose because it fires me. (laughs) Like I do them in my Facebook group to like see like what people's challenges are. It's a really good strategy to like get to people's pain points for one, for two. Then you can like get fired up and like be like, you're full of shit. You're that, oh, my husband doesn't do keto. Okay, well, what does that have to do with you? So I just get all fired up on that aspect as well, which is why I've been transitioning from because my brand used to be like Kiss Keto, which it still is. Like I teach the Kiss Keto, keep it super simple method, but you can't teach the method if someone's not willing to do the method. So that's where I'm going, like trying to really understand like why you're not doing what you're doing through the NLP trainings that I'm going through and stuff like that. So, Well, so I can hit on that a little bit, obviously, because I'm NLP NLP, uh, trained, but you know, I believe that subconsciously as a child, Yes. We are programmed. Now, I'll just give you a quick 
example. So when you were a child, did your parents ever tell you uh, to not talk to strangers? I think so. I mean, I don't know. That most likely, remember, but yeah, Mo like most likely they did. Most likely everyone's parents at some point said, don't talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There was never a time when they gave you permission to talk to strangers. So I believe that people have a hard time having that human connection because subconsciously as a child, they were told not to talk to strangers. Well, you're a stranger. You're not a stranger anymore to me. But when the first time we met, we were strangers and we, we started talking, but, but does that make sense? Does that make sense that people could be stuck in that below seven years old, because that's uh, the, as long as it takes your brain to develop up until you're around seven and whatever happens in those, whether it be financial stuff, whether it be whatever it is you're taking in kind of shapes your life. Yeah. And even not even from when you're a child, like your subconscious records everything down to this, like it's recording everything, whether or not you're listening or not, or conscious of it or not. Um, and I had a pretty fucked up childhood with my parents divorce and, um, stuff on my mom's side. And, you know, there's just a lot that I personally been through that when you own your own business, it's like, it shows up and it's good <coughs> being employed because you're able to understand how to work the system a little bit. Oh, I'm going to take a longer lunch because my boss is out or I'm going to, I'm able to clock in and clock out. You can leave your shit at home. But when you are owning your own business, you're, you're everything's on you literally from the desk that you buy to how you set up to your house, to the decisions you make, the offers you make, the strategies you choose, like everything, like I just said all that and I'm getting overwhelmed and I know what I'm doing. You know, it's just like every decision's on you. So the unworthiness, the charge, like what you charge, the insecurity, the procrastination, the lack of routine or over aggressive workaholicness. Like I think I was told I was a functioning workaholic or something. I don't really know <laughs> by my therapist. Um, but no, it starts showing up. And I actually had a mentor of mine. Um, he was like, you're never going to be able to manifest and execute on the things that you want if you don't let go of your bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, I know exactly what that is. That's definitely my mommy's issue. And then once I started doing the work on myself, because it's not about strategy. And this is applicable across the board. Like my business uh, learnings and lessons are so applicable to diets that like half the time when I'm meeting with my business coach and I'm like, oh my God, guys, I had like the craziest distinction and I bring it into like the diet. But it, it really is the reason why people don't stick to diets is because of their childhood programming and their belief around food. I do an emotional eating course and I didn't really realize like the programming they have about like, the generations of feeling like they need to hoard food. And that was something that most people in my emotional eating class, they're like, Oh, we hoard food. We don't even, they didn't even from a conscious level make that connection until they started doing the journal work and stuff that I was giving them. And that was a powerful thing. Like just to see that and you know, yeah, your programming affects everything. And if you think for one second, that you're not being programmed going outside right now with people in masks, in gloves and whatever, and think that that's not affecting you. I promise you it is just from a subconscious level. So understand that 
it's not your fault. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. You can rewrite every single story that you have, but you need to also be willing to stand yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, this is not serving me anymore. I'm finally deciding that I want to make changes. And do you need to radicalize your entire life on Monday? Because how many times have we said that? How many times have we said, I'm going to show up on Monday and I'm going to finally do the keto diet. I'm finally on Monday going to go to the gym for three hours. I'm fine. When you've never done a keto diet, you've never went to the gym for longer than you haven't been driving. So you have to just make those 1% better intentions. Like, okay, today I'm just going to have two meals, one low carb and one, whatever I want. And that's a win. Get those wins, start reprogramming your subconscious a little bit to understand that like you can make the changes without being so radical, but you can also stop disappointing yourself over and over and over again. Cause you make promises to yourself that you're not actually Keeping. executing on. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm so glad you said that. That's one of the things that I know for me in my life, when I don't keep promises to myself, I'm letting myself down. And, and, and what that does mentally for me is it, it makes me feel worse about myself. If 100%. I don't, you know what I mean? So if I'm late for a call or if I'm late to whatever, which I usually am not late for anything, but <laughs> when I am, it really, it, it bothers me because it's just not the person I am. So, <clears throat> you know, one of the, uh, you said one more thing too, that mm -hmm. I, that really made me, um, Oh, you said, you know, how, how we're programmed as, as children, as far as our food goes, you know, I come from the camp of, you know, I, I'm 42 years old. So my mom and dad clean your plate, right? Clean your plate, eat all this mm -hmm. fucking food. Mm -hmm. So now you can have, you know, a fucking 700 calorie piece of pie. And that was the deal. Like yeah, yeah. force yourself to eat all the food and then you can to have reward pie. yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's that's like, the, yeah, that's what it, ask backwards. Yeah. It's not the way we should have been taught. Well, you don't know what you don't know. And your parent, I think like you can't again. And so many people that I work with were like, oh, well, I come from the school of like, eat your plate, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but how is that serving you now? 50 pounds overweight. Right. Like they don't make the connection. And like, what I'm really good at is getting, asking those questions. Like I, again, could tell you, here's my meal plan. Here's this, here's my free recipe guide, free, 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 free. But if you're not doing all of it, then I can't help you, but I can help you by getting on the phone with you and understanding your background and understanding your programming and understanding your bullshit so that I can ask you good questions to help you shift your perspective. It's not really about me telling you what to do. It's about you deciding. I think that so many people just oh, well, I'm going to decide to do the keto diet, but no, it's not really, you can't just make the decision. You have to like be intentional about it. And like finally being like, okay, this is not the way it's, it's like, this is not serving me anymore. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. I 100% agree with you. And, and I, th and I think people don't know what they don't know. And that's where as coaches, that's where we come into play. And and yeah. I think life coaches, so to speak, get a, a terrible rap. And I don't love the name life coach. I'll be honest with you. I hate it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, the fact of the matter is, is that when you have somebody helping you through whatever it is, whether it's, uh, you know, a math test in college or whether it's a diet or whether it's, 
your life or whether it's your marriage, you, if you have somebody helping you through that, that's a different perspective, it really changes the outcome every single time if you do the work. So I want to touch on that for a second um, because I don't think that people really understand like the power of having support because so many people that I originally like talk to, they're like, Oh, I can do it on myself or, Oh, I lost weight three years ago and I just need to get back on it now. And it's like, okay, well I know what to do. It's like, okay, but if you know what to do and you're not doing it, do you really know it for Mm. one for two? Um, what got you there is not what going to get you there or what got you here is not what's going to get you there. Right. Like for example, business perspective. Okay. For the last three years, I've been willy nilly, like just doing whatever, no real strategy. Like, thankfully I've been super successful. I kind of know what I'm doing at this point, but I want to level up, but I'm plateaued and the way to, and I, at the end of the day, I do know that what I need to be doing. Right. And I, do, I genuinely know everybody has exactly what they need inside of you. You don't, gen, you don't need a coach per se, but do you want to get there faster or do you want to get there slower, right? So I could figure this all out myself to get to the next level of that I want to get at, but why would I try to for the next six months to a year and figure it out when I can just follow somebody that's already done it, right? And pay someone to show me the exact steps that they're taking and whatnot. Does that mean that every diet coach is perfect? Um, no. Does that mean that I'm going to be the right fit for you? No. Does that mean that I've not hired shitty business people in the past to show me the way? No. But at the end of the day, you still need help. And I think that if you want to get somewhere quickly, find someone to follow that's already been there or has the tools and keys to success to get you there a lot faster. But at the end of the day, no, yeah, you can go do it by yourself, but are you willing to wait 10 years when your body's all fucked up, hormones dysfunction, guts dysfunction, and you're doing it, you're trying to stab at 17 different things and hope to God one goes through? Like, no, find somebody that can help you. Yeah, and the accountability portion of this is massive. I mean, I know, Yeah. you know, it's, it's so big. It's so huge to know, all right, I've got to talk to this person once a week. I've got to talk to her. I've got to talk to Mandy on Thursday and I've got to tell her I completely fucked up this weekend or it's Friday and I can just not fuck up this weekend and have a great conversation. Yeah. It's just a decision. And I don't chase my clients. Like here's my link to my calendar. If you want to jump on it, great. It's not that I'm not going to hold you accountable, but like if you don't want to even book your calls, well then that's just like, not my problem. <laughs> like, right. you know, it shouldn't I'll, be. like I'll text you and be like, Hey, how's it going or whatever. But like, if you're, I'll commit to you as much as you're committing to me and, but I'm not going to chase you. Right. Like if you need the help and you need the support and you need the things, it's your responsibility to get it. I am here a hundred percent, but I'm not going to chase you around and like force feed you ribeyes. If you're not, you know, that's not my job. My job is to understand what your struggles are, understand where the holes are in your plan and fill them and help you and support you along the way. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what you want and are you willing to do the work to get there? That's, and that's, you know what, it's such a great way to, to, to wrap this up because that's, that's such a great point. Um, Mandy, so where can people find you? Where can they find your business? Tell everybody, tell us all the things. 
Yeah, cool. So you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my business page is my full name or my profile is my full name, but you can find me at, at more Mandy P. Um, I have a podcast called more with Mandy and then I'm actually just launching um, the keto hard 30 ketohard30.com. It's a definitely similar to Andy Frisella's 75 hard. However, I personally was not <laughs> willing to do 75 hard, not because I don't want to. And eventually I think it's definitely, I admire everyone who does it. Um, it's something that definitely on the list, but I wanted to make something that's more sustainable for people and also solve the problem. So many people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to do keto for three weeks. So we're going to do 30 days. If you go to ketohard30.com, you can sign up. It's totally free. I will send you the PDF of what the rules are. You'll get a cool graphic just like Andy Frisella's to do on your social media. So if you want to just find me there and sign up, um, that's cool. And then, yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, Mandy, thank you so much. I do appreciate you coming on and telling us all about your story and, and, and educating me more about ketones because I just didn't know. So thank you. <laughs> and now, you know, <laughs> well, I now appreciate I know. it too. <laughs> you got it. Have an awesome day. You too. All right. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review and go check out some other episodes on successful life podcast.com. This is the successful life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.